Well, we are in a lesson on the topic of the ruin as an opportunity for correction. We'll read selected excerpts from the sources. You can find the study material in the study material tab. And you can send your questions through the system as well. The ruin is an opportunity for correction. We exist in a unique reality called this world. It's a, 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 a fragment of the states we have to go through are this world. So what can we learn from the entire process that we go through? That what we go through comes to us from spirituality, from a higher world, from something that precedes us. Like we say about the upper force that created heaven and earth and everything in them. So there's nothing new under the sun, and everything unfolds from the beginning to the end of creation. And in that process, what we receive is a some small portion of creation into our emotions, and by that we can change our attitude and our place in this whole creation so as to join this creation not as just creatures that this creation develops and and brings from the beginning to the end. But what we receive in a unique way into our hands into our feeling, into our ability, we can change our attitude to whatever happens to us and accept it in a purposeful way and understand and feel it in a certain way. So this means we can change our relation not just to whatever we observe as happening to us so that we better feel and better understand and stand and and be present in it. No, the main thing we need is through our relation to what's happening we can attain the upper force that projects this creation into us and within us more accurately. And to focus our vision on the upper force so we can understand him and feel him and even change because all of creation that appears to us and unfolds before us is only for us to understand what is that stream that is taking us with it and how can we influence it, how can we 
by so doing can also begin clarifying him, directing ourselves to flow with him, understand that flow and reach the source from where it originates, the Creator, and merge with it so much that we can change the way we understand this flow, this stream, and the quality of this of this flow in a way that in our feelings it'll be something that is truly whole, that is one. We'll, we'll discover that, that the Creator is not breaking anything or doing anything here. Rather, everything exists in the complete upper light, infinite light. As it says, I am Havaya, I do not change, nothing changes besides our desires, our reshimot, the records. And as we begin to aim them correctly, which means to agree with the flow and relate ourselves, attribute ourselves to the flow itself, by that we can come to a state where as we feel that something flows through us and changes us, we are changing, and then everything that's happening to us on the outside as if begins to gradually stop because we see that everything is good that does good. Everything works to our advantage. It's for us to understand and feel how it works, that it's a force that is purely good that does good. And so we come to a state where everything seems to stand still. The system is static, It's not flowing anywhere, except for our inner desires, that if we correct them in the right way, we also advance and move closer to that whole perfect one state. If it's not one, it's not whole, and vice versa. If it's incomplete, then it keeps changing until it is complete and one. That's what we learn. Now, in order to, to come to a state where we are like the Creator, in complete rest, we have to go through these states. And the first state we have to discover is our own state meaning where we are, what is going on with us. And so everything begins from the shattering, from discovering the shattering, the sense of the shattering, the feeling of the broken vessels. The shattering preceded us. It's what we call the sin of Adam Alishon. And we are called Bnei Adam, the children of Adam, like descendants of Adam. We begin to feel ourselves as outcomes 
outcomes of that broken vessel. So each and every of Adam Rishon, so each and every one should see himself as comprised of a broken egoistic desire that only wants to correct itself in feeling good and pleasant and filled with whatever it feels lacking according to its Rishimot records. And other than that, nothing is interest nothing is of interest to it. And so our whole path, which is a path of correcting the shattering, begins from recognizing the shattering. And so we reveal the shattering gradually. We can't correct it all at once. It's something vast and huge. And so like with little babies, the same thing is how the Creator with us gradually revealing to us the forces of nature, our qualities, and the extent to which we're broken, separated, and in discovering this separation, in that inner separation between us, we have to see it as the main and only, really, malfunction, let's say. And our whole work needs to be in wanting to connect. As it says, love thy friend as thyself is the great rule of the Torah, meaning that it holds everything in it. And that's how we'll advance. So there's one Corruption, which is that the created beings shattered and moved apart. And there's one correction. That we have to connect between us. Yes, please. Yes. I wanted to ask about this flow that you described. What is that flow, that stream? How do we incorporate in it? We learned from the wisdom of Kabbalah that the Creator created one single desire. And in order to allow this desire to know itself, and its essence, that it is a desire to enjoy, to receive, the Creator shattered it to pieces. And all these pieces can then discover themselves, who they are, what they are, what they're for, and so on. And they can attempt to connect between them. They won't be able to do it on their own, but they'll discover that by the upper force, which we call the upper light, that light can reform them, meaning bring them back to the state in which they existed before the shattering. And so the Creator designed this whole state, this broken state, and that 
the parts, the pieces can attain their broken state, feel it as bad, and that they can achieve a good state on the condition that they connect to the extent that there's connection between the broken pieces, they discover the Creator in their, in their connection, the good. And that's how creation has to correct itself and reveal the Creator. That's it. All right. This flow you describe is something we discover in the connection between us? That flow is felt in that we try, we long for connection. And when we enter that stream of connection, why stream? Because we reveal their more and more advanced records from light to heavy. And so we connect more and more and more until we come to the to the complete perfect connection called the final correction. So we go back to the system of Adam Alishon, that structure. But because we did it in contrast to the evil inclination against the ego that pushes us away from each other and only directs us to use each other for our self-interest. So, <clears throat> when we work against it, through our efforts, we turn to the Creator, we ask Him for strength, and this strength comes to us as light. And so we collect these lights and advance by them. And so we transform the will to receive to a will to bestow. That's how we build our vessels, vessels that are receiving in order to bestow. First there is bestowing in order to bestow and then receiving in order to bestow. And that's the whole path. Until we accumulate within us all of the broken vessels that we have from the beginning of creation, from the shattering of Adam Rishon, from that system, <coughs> until we conclude all the corrections, put all the pieces together and discover them in one great whole, we discover the, the upper light, meaning the revelation of the Creator within the corrected vessels. And then we discover the Creator, not like right now, a point that is barely felt, barely understood, and only pushing us forward like a northern star. Rather, we will discover, according to our vessels, more and more and more of the Creator, that He will appear in the created beings. The more the created beings become one, the more the Creator is revealed in that creation as one, till we come to a state where it's called on that day, Him and His name are one. Him is the Creator and His name refers to the vessels when they all connect in order to bestow so that on the 
creatures part in the okay the question said that we should reveal the shattering discover as I understood this is our main work but we also learn that we should not work with the negative and the work in revealing the shattering how do we do that how do we reveal the shattering alongside the the fact that we can't do any work with the revelation of the shattering why do we need to learn the shattering we need to learn the correction we have to long for correction even though we don't know exactly what was broken what exactly is broken we have to long to be connected that's it it's not up to us to learn the shattering we have to connect as much as we can in a tighter faster stronger fashion and that's it how do we discover I don't need to discover the shattering I mostly need to discover the correction and then the shattering as much as needed will appear on on the way but to long for it I don't need to no don't need to only for correction only for connection It says where a person's thoughts are is where he is. So we only have to yearn for connection and that's what all our thoughts and desires should be focused on from dawn to dusk and from dusk to dawn. That in my mind I won't be focused on how I'm broken, but how I'm connecting. And also not exactly how I'm connecting, because it doesn't matter to me. That's the Creator's work. Rather, how I awaken myself and my friends towards connection. And then when we ask, the Creator does the job, does the work. That It says about that, the Creator shall finish the work for me. I wrote down your words that our, of our work begins with the revelation of the shattering. We have to discover that we are shattered, that we have no power to make any correction happen. That's why we have to turn and ask for the correction to happen to us from above. That's it. It's not that we need to pick in to what exactly was broken and how. We'll feel some of that a little bit on the way according to our corrections. What should be the most correct action to discover that we're shattered?
А в чем проявляется это разбиение? Мне кажется, вот мы все вместе сейчас. Вот на здесь. We've had a very good preparation for the lesson. We can feel as one whole, even. So you need to do some reading of the Rabash articles. You have to read the Rabash articles. And he explains there. And even regardless of his explanation, just read. And then you'll see how bit by bit it becomes clear. To agree that everything is by the power of the good who does good. You said that everything stopped and the system is static. What does it mean? That is the final correction where we come to a state where everything is good that does good and the system is static which means there was never ever a shattering and nothing ever happened everything exists the way the created a creator created it to begin with a system that is completely good that does good the creator fills all of reality and this is called the form of the revealed Shekhinah But in order for us to reveal it and feel it in all its depth, we have to go through all these preparations, through the shadows. Go ahead. We are reading in the document, The Ruin, as an opportunity for correction under the heading, The Breaking of the Vessels. Item 1. Breaking of the vessels, the correction that comes through this preliminary breaking, in in a way that the breaking itself is a great correction. And some interpret it that it is a corruption in order to correct. However, this phrasing is incorrect, for we should ask about these words. Why should he spoil and then correct. Let him not spoil, and he will not need to correct. However, the thing is that the whole point of the correction, and the great benefit that the Creator contemplated in the beginning of creation, would not have come to the world were it not through spoiling the vessels in this manner, and whose entire correction is in the matter of clarifying the matter from the beginning that they were not, they were never spoiled. Again, item one. The breaking of the vessels, the correction that comes through this preliminary breaking in in this way that the breaking itself is a great correction. And some interpreted that it is a corruption in order to correct. However, this phrasing is incorrect, for we should ask about these words. Why would he spoil and then correct? Let him not spoil, and he will not need to correct. However, the thing is that the whole point of the correction and the great benefit that a Creator contemplated in the beginning of creation 
would not have come to the world were it not enough spoiling through spoiling the vessels in this manner and whose entire correction is in the matter of clarifying the matter from the beginning that they were never spoiled. Why do we feel feel them as broken? Only in order to feel the intensity the Creator created. Because as created beings, we cannot attain wholeness if not from an imperfect state. So towards us, towards us, that's how the shattering appears. And we discover it bit by bit from light to heavy, the light exhales from darkness. And without that ability to, to, to attain things, we would just be completely devoid of any feeling or perception or sensation. So this, this corruption, so to speak, the Creator made, is like what we do with children when we break something apart in order for them to better understand what it means that it's whole. But the truth is, there's no corruption and no correction. It's only the learning process, I would say, or, or education for the created beings so they can feel it, understand, attain. Did he understand this or not? My transformation towards friends in the shadowed face. Where does the change begin? In the shattering, you see yourselves apart from each other, separate. And the more you try to come closer to each other, do everything for the sake of each other, then in the group you become what we call as one man in one heart. And accordingly, you also come closer to the Creator. When you discover this connection in the initial first complete degree, you begin to feel the first degree called nefesh of nefesh. All in all, there's 125 degrees. And in each degree, there's another five, and then another five. So that gives you five times five, five times five, 125. So nefesh of nefesh of nefesh is the first, the very first degree, and that's what. You said we'll discover the shattering only in the end of correction. And now we don't have a way of attaining it and digesting it, processing it. No, that's incorrect. We discover the shattering on each and every level. Otherwise, what are we correcting? Okay, so what kind of shattering are we discovering in each and every degree? What are we capable of discovering? We discover the shattering on every level, each one in a personal way. And we need to understand the correction, how it works on us. The correction is simple, only connection. 
the different manners of connection that are characteristic of each and every one individually. So it's an individual shattering and an individual correction? Of course, because everyone is a unique part of the complete Kli. Okay. Uh, how not to run away from the feeling of the shattering? Hold on to the friends. We know that the morning lesson is a very intense state, very focused. How is it recommended to use the lesson as a means for correction? Meaning, what do I have to bring to the lesson in order to correct it? I take the text and I read it. I try to add some commas and full stops and punctuation marks that make it easier for me to understand what it's built from. That's how I feel the author more, better. Barzulam or Horabash. I add some commas and periods and dashes or questions marks and that's how I feel the text more. I read it a few times. A a single quote. I read as as if I want to forget about it. And after a few minutes, I approach another quote. I don't read all the quotes uh, one after the other in progression, even though they might all belong to the same topic, but they still each have their own character. And so, I come to learn the quotes and through that I feel Rabash and Barasulam. And that's how I prepare myself for a lesson. And that's how I read it after the lesson. All these things stay in my archive and then once in a while I go back What feeling do you come to? So it would start to be a correction. What do I need to... What kind of feeling do I have to come to throughout this work? I'm reading whenever I have time, not according to my desire. Whenever I have time, and then either I start from far away, and then I gradually warm, get warmed up more, some more, and then I want it more, and then I go deeper into the the excerpt, or I don't find any desire, but I still read and learn it against my desire and I've learned from Rabash that it's a very important thing because specifically in this way when I don't want but I push myself and try to get interested despite my desire by that I make an even greater correction on my desire so 
to patiently read the quote a few times, try to break it apart to, to, to pieces and add some punctuation marks wherever you think. And in such a way, in such a gradual way, connect with each and every quote. Described how important it is to prepare for the lesson, to come ready, prepared. Now, during the lesson, what is our work in order to correct? To connect with the friends. Together with the friends. That's the purpose of the lesson. Not to know the quotes, but to make it. with the friends. If I have a tendency to write to a friend something small to remind him things, is this a disturbance? Is there a problem? Typically it's a disturbance. The fact that you want it doesn't necessarily mean that he wants it. I would avoid it. Last time. And if he does want it, he expresses interest. I don't know. I don't think it's it's worthwhile doing. While you're studying, when you're in the lesson still, it's not great to disturb each other. It's the, the ego at work. Neve, looks like you understood. What's the expression of the created being? Well, it returns from the shattering to the complete correction. What is the expression? Expression that it yes. becomes whole again after the correction, that it's already connected to the rest, all the rest of the created beings and can reveal the Creator inside Him in a complete way. What is His unique point at that time? that on his part he did it, and that's relevant to each and every one of the created beings. And these points that made a correction, each one made a complete correction from its perspective, then all these points come together, and that becomes one whole clique. And incorporating with all the souls from below up, how does that influence this uniqueness? Because that is his vessel, that is what he created, the created being, not the creator, the creator. The, the, the created being, or you can say at least established this complete cleave from below upwards. And the same goes for each and every one of the created beings. Each one collected this sphere from his own reshimot. And then all these spheres merge into a single sphere. I like your questions. They're, they're good. How can we, without seeing the complete state, how can we long for it and pray for it and so on and, and erect it without understanding what it is? Can we, from our broken state, 
Let's learn about the whole state and even under, can we even understand the shattered state itself without seeing the whole state opposite that, one opposite the other. That's a big question and it's not a simple one. But what we are doing is through annulment, through nullifying towards the perfect state, which is the creator that resides in the group. That's how we nullify ourselves. And from there shines the light on us from a higher degree. And then, by that light that shines on us from a higher degree, even just the light of Ruach, say, towards the level of Nefesh, then we can... I just want to scrutinize how the shattering appears in the tent. Let's say that I see the friends are tired. They don't have the energy to connect. I am impatient. All kinds of things. Does that mean I'm revealing the shattering? Well, yeah. Let's say so. And then you answered to PT25 that I have to cancel and not myself. What does it mean? When you go towards correction, you don't delve into what's broken and how and why. You accept it as, as correct. And you're going to, to correct it. Correct what? Only connection between you is missing until the Creator is revealed. What does it mean that I'm, I'm, I'm missing correction? I see the shattering, but that, what does annulment add to my correction? So the shattering has only one solution, to bring it to connection. Correction in my eyes? Connection between all of you, between the friends. Where do you find the shattering? It's not on the street, it's not in the clouds, it's not anywhere. It's, you discover it in the friends, that you can't be connected as one great spherical vessel. As much as you tried, enough. We see it doesn't work out for us. Let's start turning to the Creator. Start turning to Him in such a way that each one is doing that. And then you see that that too doesn't work, but rather all of us together. So how do we all connect in order to turn to the Creator? Then when you're together and you want to connect to, to the Creator, that together state has validity. So the question is on that point. Let's say only I am discovering what's bothering me. You have to awaken the friend's hearts, as Rabash writes. How do I do it? Turn to them. Turn to them. Or in the lesson when we discuss it. Yeah. Look, now a few people are looking at you. Many other people are looking at you. Start awakening them, even without words, from your heart. Just want them to be inspired. 
So, I understand what you're saying, but I can't understand how do I bring it to the ten if only I discover it right now. Mister, this I don't know. Try to find the way to your friend's hearts. Try. Try. I would happily open up our our center for connection, but but even so, we can't all go there and, and connect. So we can only do it in our feelings, in our mutual feeling, which has no space besides the feeling and no distances. So try to influence the friends that way. So what kind of feeling, not only me, anyone who feels in that state should have. You want to feel what's in the friend's heart and you want the friend to feel what's in your heart. And it doesn't matter that there's a lot more garbage there in each and everyone's heart. It doesn't matter. You want to feel each and everyone's heart. And then by connecting between you, as much as there's some inclination in each one towards cleanliness, towards connection, you'll ask the Creator to clean your hearts and connect them. To see the world as whole all the time, does that depend on a, on a person or on the Creator? It depends on the person. If he longs for that, if he wants to maybe justify the Creator, then he tries to see the whole world and and be in peace with the whole Creator. What efforts does he need to put in? We said to try to open one's heart towards the friends. We're not talking about the world yet. The world is still. So open your heart towards the friends and want the friends' hearts to also be ready to, for you. And so everyone, as much as they can, be connected through each and everyone's good part of the heart. By connecting, they'll be able to begin cleaning up all of the hearts. That's already the work of our vood. And gradually you come to a state where all the hearts are completed into a single whole heart. Try, try to pick into your heart, your each and everyone's desires and the collective desire and see how that works. It's it's like working with your hands. Something we can we can act Morning, thank you, Rob. 
We hear many times the expression together, turn together, and all together, and so on and so forth. Is there a constraint of time or space for this together? Do they have to be in the same place physically or the same time to turn together? No, it doesn't have to do with time or place. Together has to do with the desire that this desire within us, we feel that it's working in everyone, that we all want to connect to each other and we want to bring these individual desires together to into one. And if we connect in that one desire, there... Again, excerpt number two, Rabash writes, In spirituality, breaking is similar to breaking a vessel in corporeality. With a physical vessel, if it is broken and you pour into it some liquid, the liquid pours out. Likewise, in spirituality, if a thought of the will to receive for oneself enters the vessel, the abundance pours out to the external ones, meaning outside of holiness. Holiness means for the Creator. Anything outside of for the Creator is called the other side, namely the other side of holiness. This is why we say that holiness means to bestow. And impurity means to receive. For this reason, we who are born after the breaking and our desire is necessarily only to receive, therefore we cannot be given abundance, for it will certainly, it will all certainly go to the He writes something interesting here, that if a thought of the will to receive enters, then the abundance pours out of the sitlacha, the other side. That our broken desire, if it is not connected to other desires and not thinking about the correction. So by that, it increases the corruption. The desires connect between them, either in a good way or in a bad way. You're, You're interconnected. So you see what happens in the world from day to day. The, the bad, the klipa, rises and intensifies. If I don't think about the friends right now, then I seemingly assist the abundance to be poured out. Of course, of course. There's no such thing that nothing's happening, either towards Klippa or Kdusha, one of the two. So every moment is important. So it turns out that most of my time is on the side of the klipa. So start correcting yourself and thus correct the world. 
but that's just with regards to us. You're not going to get any strength from yourself from within, only by connecting with others. Same with me. It says, from all my students did I learn. So I learn a lot from the friends or the students. It says, from all my students. This is something the sages wrote hundreds of years ago. From all my students have I learned. Meaning, from all the students I am learning, says the teacher. One, one who is a great teacher. Also says, it, it says, I've learned a lot from my ancestors, even more from my friends, and even more from my students. And there's other statements like that, meaning you can learn from each and every person on the network. That in that network, it doesn't matter how great that person is. You can learn a lot from him. All right, PT31. He writes, if the vessel has a thought to receive for itself, then the abundance pours out to the external ones outside of holiness. The question is, why is it that uh, if only one thought enters, all the abundance leaves? The corruption can be just one, and, uh, and then the plea is no longer complete. It's like there's a hole already and the abundance goes outwards. So it doesn't matter how big is the vessel, one corruption can create great harm. Yes, because spiritual... Buongiorno, Rav. Generalmente nelle relazioni ciò che vuole emergere è la parte orgogliosa, ferita... Generally speaking, in, in the relationships, what wants to be expressed is the pride, is the part that's, that gets hurt, that wants to be, to be righteous. How to extract from the friend the good part in him? How to bring it out? By adhesion between one friend and the other, you clarify your common goal, you discuss your common goal and how to get closer to it, specifically by being together, and you look for how can that togetherness bring you further and further progress, and that's how you advance. When the group begins to examine itself, how can it be closer to the goal, closer through connection between them towards the goal, they can attain... Before we're able to receive abundance from the Creator, what's the preliminary stage in the term? What do we have to generate between us? Connection, or do you, don't you know? Why each one is to commit not to receiving for himself? Each one has to commit to being connected with the others as much as he can. Don't think about 
not receiving. Think about think about it in a positive direction. We have to connect between us in order to advance towards the Creator. That's it. In a positive way. This way is not so obviously against the ego. And when you help each other, one shall help his friend, you complete each other, it'll work to help you rise above the will to receive. All right, Niv. Excerpt number three, Rabash writes, The breaking of the vessels when there was a mingling of the will to receive for oneself with holiness because of which the vessels broke. Also, there was the matter of the sin of the tree of knowledge, which caused holy sparks to fall into the klipot. It follows that the breaking of the vessels and the sin of the tree of knowledge caused the creatures to come after, the creatures that come after, that the will to receive receives its sustenance from Abia of Klippa. Yes, so there was a will to receive before the shattering and after the shattering, it connected with the source of light that filled it before the shattering and received from there the light in order to receive. It entered it, and then the will to receive became klipa, shell. What is the will to receive? The same will to receive that it was before. However, now it has felt what it means to receive in order to receive. And now that gives it a longing for that state, reshimo, for that state that is in order to receive. And this is called klipa. And this is what attracts us and doesn't let us go. It, it holds our our legs. We we want to rise, we want to ascend, but those reshimot that received the upper light in order to receive shackle us and keep us from rising out of the depths of the klipot. They became klipot, the same will to receive that was broken. And besides being broken, it received an impression from the upper light that it wants to enjoy it, that it can enjoy it. That became the klipa. All right? Good. That was actually quite clear. Four. Number four by the Rabash. We should believe what our sages tell us, that all the pleasures in corporeal delights are but a tiny candle compared to the pleasures that exist in spirituality. As it is written in the Sulam commentary, this is the meaning of the breaking of the vessels that preceded the creation of the world. Through the breaking of the vessels of Kedusha, holiness, and their fawn to the separated Biyah, holy sparks fell along with them to the klipot, the shells, from which came the pleasures and love of every kind into the domain of the klipot.
which pass them on for man's reception for his delight. It therefore follows that the majority of pleasures are in Kedusha, in holiness. Meaning that by the shattering of the vessels, the light enters the vessel. And the vessel ceased receiving light, but meanwhile it felt what that light that's filling it is, and those records, those rashimot that the light received from the desire to receive, those are called klipot, the shells. And the will to receive with those records, with those rashimot, yearns for that light, wants to bring it back and enjoy it in order to receive. But it's impossible. Why did the Creator make it that way? So that we will feel ourselves existing between good and bad, between in order to receive and in order to bestow, and for us to make efforts to come closer to in order to bestow, contradictory to the klipa, which that attracts us, confuses us, and makes things difficult for us. But this is called that he swallowed it and regurgitated it. Meaning by battling against the klipa, by that we are rewarded instead of the small light that we had, we gain light 620 times greater. This is called light and adhesion of the end of correction where upon all those bad forces of separation, which truly pull us by our feet back to this world, we raise ourselves and connect to the Creator, adhere to Him 620 times with a great force. And this way we... Take advantage of the evil inclination of the ego. Why did the creator, we beat it. Why did the creator do this? As it's written, the advantage of light out of darkness, that we, the created beings, can feel the phenomena only this compared to that. The advantage of light from the darkness. Therefore, he had to create this, the system of corruption so that upon it, we will do the system of correction and between those two systems, we will exist. But in the end of correction, those two systems connect both the bad and the good and everything becomes double good. That's called 620 times. Pitarach. We can say so, yes. Therefore, we have the klipot and the reshimot from in order to receive all along the ladder. Every bit of the ladder. Because the vessel that went through a shattering went to, to, to attempt the end of correction, the final correction. It performed the highest level of a zivug, of a coupling. That's why it broke. We don't have vessels that exist in reality altogether that are not broken. Everything was broken. Therefore, uh, especially against this, we need to rise on the right line 
and we have where to take from. Specifically, by the klipa, we grow. Therefore, this is called that the klipa preceded the fruit, where first we receive all kinds of awakenings and lights from the klipa, and then we correct it. If it weren't for the klipa, we wouldn't be drawn towards holiness and towards the Creator. The klipa is that which awakens all the time like this and takes us out of this calm. Without the klipa, we would truly laying down with zero pleasures, we would enjoy only rest. I don't want anything. I It's called dead. I don't need anything. That that is without the klipa. And the klipa is what evokes in us, let's earn, let's succeed, let's be against the others, bigger than this and that. Do, do. That's the klipa. Therefore, the klipa protects the fruit. The shell protects the fruit, the will to receive, and stimulates it to grow more and more. And then we, through this, we grow, and after some time, we begin to be ready to sort where I need it from, why I need it. The klipa also helps us understand that it's not capable of giving us what we will want. Connection with the Creator, upper lights. That the klipa does not give. It cannot. It doesn't have a connection. It can pass to us only the small lights of to receive that can be felt in order to receive. This is why we also have to respect the klipot. There are also those signs for that, like uh, the water that's given after a few drops that is given after, well, after wine, etc. We have to somewhat respect the klipa for the creator created it in order to drive the will to receive from zero and move it to something that will begin to search what is there here, what is there here. That's all the will to receive by the small lights awakens that way and begins. Then already it begins to sort. This is for the good, this is for the bad, this is the creator, and this is against, and so on. But this takes time. Also now we are managed by the klipa. Yes? And we need to recover, to awaken, to rise from that. Hello, I have a few questions, if I may. In the third excerpt, he writes about Abiyya of Klipot. And in the fourth, he writes about the worlds, Abiyya of separation. No, 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 no. It's not the same thing. There's Abiyya of sanctity and against it, the Biyah of impurity. This we need to learn. We don't learn this in the study of Tansfirot. This is learned in the tree of life of the Ari. 
We will learn it at one point. Don't worry. I learned that with Rabash. He didn't learn it with anyone. But I will learn it with you. It's something very interesting. It's a very interesting matter. So just in order to be precise, what's written that as a result of the shattering of the vessels and their fought the Bia of separation, so also the sparks of bestow fell into the shells. So there are two different things. Yes. So, something of it can we... Something from these worlds, something we can work with? At any given moment, you receive small discernments from Abiyah of impurity and Abiyah of of holiness. We're between those two worlds, those two systems, Abiyah of impurity and Abiyah of holiness. And if we want to rise, we want to connect with the group in the middle and with the Creator who shines upon us to the group, and how much we will receive from the klipa and from the kedusha only depends on the extent in which we establish between us this complete, this whole vessel. That's actually our work. We don't need to know the structure of the klipa and the structure of the kedusha, which lights come, through which filters they come. We can't now learn that. We will know that from the act, from the action itself. Believe me, you will feel and understand just like we discover in this world. We're living in this world, we discover it. We see that this happens this way and this operates that way, and that's it. That's how we will also discover spirituality. You cannot discover it any other way. And just studying about it, we won't learn it. This needs to be actual, practical study. From Thank you all for the opportunity to ask. Can one annul before his friends and open his heart without a state of a klipa? There's no such thing as without the state of the klipa. There's always the klipa, whether we identify it or not. That's the question. But to annul means that I am nullifying towards the connection with the friends, and I already, by that, triumph over the klipa. Buongiorno. Maestro, io volevo chiedere questo. Mm, c'è una differenza tra la sensazione di rottura personale. I wanted to ask if there's a difference between the sensation of the shattering in a personal way and the sensation of shattering in the ten. Is my question even right? Not correct. There is no such thing as a personal shattering. There's only a shattering in the tent. You can talk about shattering only within the feeling of the vessel that you're not capable of collecting, gathering, uniting together. That is actually what the shattering is. Where you're depicting to yourself 
what the ten is, and you can see how we're not collected, not gathered. And the sorrow from that is the shattering. Again, conclusion and birth. From all this, you should know that the general is always equal to the particular, that the creator in and of himself does not feel the proliferation as he is always in the singular authority. And you can conclude the benefit of the collective from that of the individual. And as the existence and birth of the individual, which the Creator has set up by the force of nature, is tested from the moment of birth and emergence to the place that the Creator has prepared, which is called this world. It is considered that he has made certain that one will fall into the hands of loyal lovers who will tend, heal, and care for all of one's needs in complete devotion and love. The same is true of the collective. If it wishes to be born and emerge to the world, corrected for the whole collective, it is necessary to see that this general child falls into the hands of loyal parents who will love it just as devotedly as would a father and a mother, meaning through the commandment of love of others. This is similar to the preparation for the giving of the Torah. However, here we engage only in the human species and see how much of the pleasantness and good the work of the Creator has set up concerning one's existence, to keep one until one is worthy of being called upon in the shape of a working human. And when we take the order of one's own existence, how much of the loathed and terrible is in it. Wherever one turns, he condemns, and one's very existence is built on the ruin of one. I think two excerpts ago, yesterday we read the birth of the happy humanity, and then I'm waiting to hear, where is that happy humanity? When will it be born? It already exists. The end of an act is in the initial thought. It already exists. It's just that our work is to discover all these things that are before us. There's nothing in creation that we truly need to erect and build and make, and but only to discover. And all those states, from the very beginning to the end, exist already and are in Ainsof. And from there, we need to just, according to our willingness, our preparation, to accept them, and by that, we will advance. But on our side, when will we feel it? When you will be ready. He's given a law and it will not be breached. What can you do? To the extent in which you adapt yourself to Ainsof, you receive some fragment of Insof. Here he gives an example with a child that the Creator has prepared. The prepare, prepare, the Creator pray, prepared, but you're cutting from that whole 
some measure of of perfection that you can tolerate. Again? What did you say? I, I, you, from that whole form that the Creator made, the end of an act and an initial thought, his initial thought, from that form, you yourself, according to your readiness, according to your screen, let's say, you cut it, that part, that slice, that you're capable of tolerating in order to bestow. And that becomes your world. That decree. No one is to blame. It is all before you and you were given the choice. Santiago. Amado Maestro, usted ha dicho que todo Beloved teacher, creado en plenitud en el mundo de Insof. La pregunta es, ¿eso está graduado de acuerdo al alcance que tengamos como decena? You said that everything was created in perfection in the world of Ein Sof. Is this the stage that we need to attain in the ten? And if so, what do we need to develop in order to reach that? Everything was born and was created in perfection and then was shattered towards a man. A man, to the extent that he corrects himself, brings the world back to correction. Actually, nothing was shattered, nothing was broken, but the created being who was broken and sees a broken world. And then, to the extent that he corrects himself, he sees the world more and more corrected. That's it. That's what is happening. Then he sees that he also wasn't shattered, not only the world, but everything only happened in order to teach him as we teach children, to teach him, so he will know what the world is and what forces are there, what the servants are in the world, and how he can really incorporate in the world and enjoy each detail in it. Clear? Niv, you don't understand, I see. Think of the... Thank you, Rav. What is that point in the second paragraph that there's a force in man himself to operate there? That's a prayer. Prayer. Even not connection or anything, because if we are drawn to connection and want to perform it, we also can't. We need to discover our, the, not, our, how powerless we are in every step. But in everything, we have to turn to the Creator and ask for help, for correction, and then we'll succeed. Only in such a way. Yeah? I simply have the feeling that everything operates kind of automatically. I feel like I'm completely automatically being operated 
So what is that point from which I have the forces to operate on my own? You all need to be careful. That's what we say to awaken the dawn, and not that the dawn awakens me. That's what King David writes. I awaken the dawn, and not the dawn awakens me. If we wait and don't perform connections and don't discover that we're not successful, so it doesn't matter. We turn to the Creator and we tell Him, look, here we did it, this and this. Where is your help? Help us, and so on. If we don't do that before, before we need to, so the Creator starts awaking us with negative forces. He has no choice. Meaning not negative, but it's the same positive forces that we were supposed to reveal on our own. He brings them down upon us, but we already feel them, those forces, as unprepared. That's why we feel them as negative influences. Problems, wars, diseases, all kinds of pandemics and so on. It's because we didn't prepare ourselves. And then all the good things show up in our vessels, in our uncorrected vessels, our unprepared vessels. And then they touch our will to receive, and we feel them as opposite. Instead of these forces landing in our vessel on, on the screen in order to bestow in identification with our desire, they, sh- they fill the vessels that are contradicting it. And then we feel it as an opposite to one another, as a short circuit, like a plus and minus that are in a state that they want to annul each other. That's what we discover, yes. So what, because we say, we talk about the fact that there's no negative bestowals outside of us, influences. There isn't just the negative influences is not good in the eyes of man and not in the eyes of the Creator. Why? Because we aren't advancing for, towards correction by them. We, by them, discover that we're not okay. But until we come back to all these things that now we're entering wars and problems and, and the blows of the climate from this, when we'll start slowly through maybe hundreds of years to understand that it all comes from our lack of a correct behavior. Okay, so that's exactly the point of how do we stop this flow of this automatic situation and from here as usual, mister, only through connection. Add connection into your tent and you won't need anything but that. From Latin 15, can we be angry at the Creator for using us as puppets? 
to, to be angry, that doesn't help. But to be in a demand towards the Creator, why aren't you helping us enough? But to scrutinize, if he's the good that does good, it can't be that he doesn't want to help. I guess we don't have a deficiency sufficient for him to help us, or maybe a bit of a different deficiency for help. We need to see how we turn to him. What do we present to him? Are we connected enough for the Creator to bestow upon our connection? He doesn't bestow to one, only between people as much as they're connected. For what? We need to discover our attitude towards the connection, even the smallest kind, because we have no choice, and to the Creator. Write about it, disseminate it, that people get impressions from it, that all of our suffering is from the disconnection between. Rav, you daily repeat that we're in separation and shattering, and still the friends are talking about the fact that there's connection and love between them. When will we recognize the evil to the extent that we don't love anyone for time? For the time being, it's just imagination. We need to ask for that from the Creator also, that He will shine upon us and show us in what we're connected and in what we're not connected. Because obviously it's like babies, like children. Me? That sometimes, you know, when you talk to somebody and he says, I don't love, I don't love people. I, you know, like the leaders, the way they speak. I love everybody. I'm willing to do for everybody everything I can, right? So we want to be true, to speak from the truth. The truth is recognition of evil, that for sure there's a shattering between us and we need to discover it. And from it, as much as it will be revealed, we will turn to the Creator and ask of Him. Otherwise, we have no chance to succeed in coming close.